0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com.
1: That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Is this that JPP podcast?
1: Which college football program is worth the most? Is Dana White a genius or an evil genius? The guys get into college football, the NFL, UFC, a new money making idea, and a few unique stories from human history. All that and more this week on Just Press Play.
2: back to another week of the just press play podcast uh, brought to you what by up, what up? what's up guys
0: not much what's going uh, on you know man just
1: living life
2: it's been a pretty good—I've I've, I've been battling the elements a little bit over the weekend, been kind of sick, but basically all that's done is just let me sit in the house and watch. It's actually been a really good sports weekend between—I've I've, kind of dug into the MLB playoffs a little bit. I've been watching some Yankees, Red Sox, and then the whole UFC madness. We might get in some of that chaos that happened afterward. I think LJ may have a, a thought or two. And then there's some good football on I, I wanted to real quick, speaking of, we we mentioned my bookie off the top, which is uh, our sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Shout out to the the Hawks. I never thought that I would be pleased with a (laughs) 34-point blowout loss, but I was after Arkansas lost to Alabama. (laughs) So they scored with, I think it was 16 seconds left to make it a 34-point deficit instead of a, whatever, 41-point, which... Gave us a backdoor cover. The spread was 35 and a half. (laughs) Arkansas saved me a little cash by getting that last touchdown in. And I just want to say that good teams win, but great teams cover the spread. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) Uh, interestingly though, I, I was watching, so I watched, a lot of that game and then a lot of the, the OU-Texas game. And it is scary seeing Tua tug for Alabama because he just, it, it seems like it's the first time, you know Alabama gets all these amazing recruits and all of a sudden, for the first time ever, I think their best player might be playing the most important position on the field. And now you got this yeah. guy just slinging yeah, it to that's these five-star recruits. Way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. these receivers yeah. are just getting these wide open balls down the field. An interesting stat I saw on Twitter was that Tua has thrown for seven fewer touchdowns on the year. At, he's at 18 for the year. That is seven fewer than incompletions that he has thrown on the season. Wow. <laughs> he's only That's thrown incredible. 25 wow. incompletions, and he's thrown 18 well, and, touchdowns. And didn't there,
0: there was some, he hasn't thrown a, a, a pass in the fourth quarter yet, right? He hasn't because played the game, a snap in the wow. fourth quarter. Wow. He hasn't played he hasn't a played single a snap. snap. <laughs> well, That's
1: ridiculous.
0: Well, you know what <laughs> else is scary? Saying his last name. <laughs> I can't say it. But <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Real
2: quick, Pops, why don't, you, why don't you say his last name for us?
0: uh Tia (laughs) Golova. I don't
1: know man perfect yeah Yeah. Tia Golova. I don't know that's it I don't know um hey speaking of crazy crazy uh streaks that got broken uh uh in the Giants game the longest pass that traveled through the air yeah it since uh since week five of last season Odell Beckham Jr threw a pass that went 24 yards in the The, air and that's the longest pass that has been completed since the the Giants scored 30 points too yeah
2: yeah for the first time in two seasons (laughs) And, got and they lost. And they lost <laughs> by, well, by Graham Gano kicking a sixty three yard field goal as time expired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So anyway, man. Well, I want to get into a little NFL in a second. That is the best quarterback on the field for the Giants was Odell Beckham. It wasn't
1: even yeah, and that long, wasn't man. even a good throw, but it was still the best throw all day. So. <laughs> um, Oh, hey, back to college football. I, I got a, a quandary uh, or well, yeah. not a quandary, but I got a little bit of a problem from last week. How in the hell did you guys forget about Boise State OU's Fiesta Bowl?
2: D- don't you guys me. I, I was there. You, no, you, I know. You're, you're I You're the finger at
0: <laughs> Liff and, <lip> and Tone.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: What? No, wait. Was that the one we were talking about? The Statue of Liberty and the, and the, the hook and ladder? Record? No, y'all oh, yeah, said that y'all have yeah, never the, seen a hook the, and
2: ladder before. The only hook and ladder you've seen was like when was you were playing Eric back and in the 60s. <laughs> was Eric
0: and Sylvester. Yeah. Well, we did. <laughs> say that well <laughs> i that was a while back so what what, what year was that you, uh, you 2008 said oh, because nine. it was my last year okay um and then it was a hell of a uh, game it was a yeah. hell of a game
1: Well, because that's that there are two games there are two football games that stand out to me as the greatest football games of my watching history and it's that game and the ut usc vince yep. young uh, battled Reggie Bush and Lindell White. Yeah, the White. Like 06 that Rose Bowl. Intense game. So, um, so, yeah, I couldn't believe you forgot that, that Boise State well, game. Well, my bad. Now, to, but
0: to, to bring it to current times, the OU-Texas game, I didn't get to watch it. It looks like it was among those great yeah, games. Yeah, I didn't watch it either, it?
1: but I heard real good things. Well, It so looked like
0: it was a good game.
2: First off, I, maybe Texas is back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I had the, the Joe Tessitore sure. sound clip here. <laughs> but it was almost <laughs> it was almost fantastic cuz Texas was up by 21 in the 4th quarter and the announcers not only are saying like Texas is now back they were saying they're now the favorites in the Big 12 and they're contenders for the championship. And as they're saying oh, this, boy. all of a sudden, you, I just think it's it's. why would you not wait? There was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I know it, I would have bet a ton of money that Texas would have won and not let that get close. But we do. If you've watched any college football, Kyler Murray is the quarterback for OU. And that guy can score fast. And they Texas, can get away in a hurry, yeah. We don't – Texas is still with a quarterback that could screw up a few times. So I just – would, if I'm the announcer, I would not want to put my foot in my mouth. I would wait until the game's over and then proclaim them, you know, whatever you want. But <laughs> Kyler mm-hmm. Murray comes back. He has a touchdown. He throws a long one. Then he runs one for like 75 or 80 yards and just he takes off down the sideline he is so fast and it really it, it upsets me that we're, we're not going to get to watch him much longer because he's going to go play baseball like we talked about last week why, why wouldn't yeah you? but yeah um, yeah
1: i mean there, i saw your post kevin you wrote in your email i really appreciated that uh that we should start a, a gofundme to try to get him to play football but then you think <laughs> about it and guaranteed contracts and cte yeah no kyler go do your thing yeah well, you think.
2: that's what we could start the gofundme and if i think if we reach up to a few million then we can reach what is as Oakland A's contract is, but then we also have to like find a way around the whole like you could <laughs> screw your brain up and stuff. So yeah,
1: I, yeah. And then I, like we thing. talked about
2: guaranteed contracts thing. in the MLB. I mean, yeah, just go. Yeah, I'll love yeah. you for this year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to that game though. We should have known LJ that that game would be good. I, I, Dad may not be be aware of this, but I, I believe you are. That game had the the Gus Johnson effect. Our boy Gus Johnson was calling the game. <laughs> And anytime yeah. Gus Johnson's calling a game, it's just going to come down to the wire. And I want to let yeah. y'all hear, the uh, the freshman kicker for Texas had, he was kicking the game winning. So oh you did come back to tie it up 42-42. And with no time left, the Texas kicker comes on to kick it. And I just want he got, to, he, he got his name from Gus Johnson. I'll just let y'all hear this. So Dicker the Kicker is now this kid's name. (laughs) Dicker the Kicker. His last name, I forget what it was, Joseph Dicker or or something. But yeah, he he was... Dicker the Kicker was trending all over Twitter because Gus Johnson just says whatever comes to his mind as soon as it does.
0: Oh, man. I love it. Dicker the Kicker. Well, I also
2: don't understand. So right after he kicks it, it goes in. His first words were, earthquake. And then he pauses and lets it breathe and then says Dicker the Kicker. I mean, it was just... There's just not much better than Gus Johnson on a Saturday night <laughs>
1: when, when the game gets
0: going. Hey, speaking of college football, I, I found something kind of interesting on the internet, and it was the five most valuable college football programs uh, okay. according intrigued. to Forbes. Intrigued, intrigued. Okay. Yeah, and and I was in, it, it, intrigued, and some of them were obvious. The the number one is not one I expected, so let me just start at number uh, five. Should we take a couple so guesses? Five, you want to take a guess after I've given you the top four or the uh, yeah
1: let's do that let's do that let's wow do that.
0: so you think you could give
2: us the top four yeah. and
1: if you're gonna stump us I, after giving us everything under it number
0: five was the ohio state university okay, okay. with revenue yearly revenue of 120 million yearly profits of 69 million wow. number four was alabama okay might have okay. thought they yeah. would have been higher yeah uh, they have yearly revenue of one hundred and twenty seven million and profits of fifty nine million. Number three, Michigan.
1: Not a huge surprise. Revenues okay, yeah. one
0: hundred twenty seven million, profits of seventy-five million. Number two, Texas. Oh dang. Okay. One hundred and thirty three million.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Thirty-one million of that is from licensings and royalties but 133 million in revenues wow. 87 million in profits jeez okay go ahead number one who do you think it might be all
1: right do you want
2: to go first you want me to go first though what do you I think? can
1: take a guess real quick uh all right so so my thought is uh, la has been without a football team for many years up until recently so I'm thinking usc could be number one because they're a historically pretty good team and they're in a huge market without competitive NFL teams for the most of the last decade. So that's your guess? That's my guess is USC. Bah! That's uh, not it.
2: <laughs> I wish I had to say, we need a buzzer. Well, I uh, can put a
1: buzzer in, but I kind of like dads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. So USC is a good guess. I, I kind of was thinking them too, maybe a West Coast, like they've kind of owned it, but it, they've been down for so long. Maybe. maybe yeah. That Henderson, I don't know. So the other thing that came to mind was I was thinking, all right, what are some other successful schools, big name schools? I kind of thought, florida state for a minute but they just they did they couldn't pay their coach to keep them so i don't think they're there how about notre dame let me get notre dame
1: oh okay that's a
2: good guess notre
0: dame Dame would be a good guess but (laughs) that would be wrong (laughs) Uh, so i think i could give y'all several guesses Uh, i really don't think you're gonna get this um Um, see
1: i would have said penn state had not you know all of that gone down uh right let's see i feel like
2: it's got to be. It's got to be an SEC school. Yeah, I I mean I look I'm thinking, how much money they spend in, in down south in football. Uh, and he's already said Ohio State, Notre Dame, and why
1: well, should be like are all out. <laughs> 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 so it's, like, it's not no. the Razorbacks, right? It's not the Razorbacks, it's no right? It's not Arkansas. No, no, it's not our beloved uh, Razorbacks. Let's see. Uh, I'm to I guess I'll throw out. I Who think is, either LSU or the Gators would probably be my next two guesses. I um, think
0: LSU would be a good guess, but no. no. It would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man, I guess no on the Gators all too. <laughs> all right, uh, no on the Gators. Yeah, let who, me was, just, who, was mean, to, who was two? Who was two? Texas University every, of Texas. Every,
2: everything, everything's bigger in Texas. Give me A and M.
0: No,
1: Texas A and M number one.
2: <laughs> yes Hey,
1: I, listen you know to this. Actually, I totally buy that. I would have never guessed it, but I totally buy it. Are you joking? Yearly
0: revenues of one hundred and forty-eight million. That's 15 more than the university of Texas yearly profits of 107 million. That's 20 million more than number two university wow. of Texas, Texas a and that that shocked me.
1: Well, uh, that, that I know that makes sense have, why
2: they could pay Jimbo $75 million or whatever they did.
1: I mean, no I, doubt. I think, that, I mean, I've having been to 2 AM games uh games in college station, it's wild. Like that's it's a different world of football. Like, it's insanity.
0: Well, interestingly enough, in the in the thing I saw on the internet, they specifically talked about the four hundred and eighty five million dollar expansion to Kyle mm-hmm. Stadium. And that has been that has repaid itself over and over. I guess yeah. because they fill it up every single every week. time. Yeah. And, I mean, they I mean do. We, Texas A&M has a, a great game. alumni great following fan base. Uh, yeah.
1: situation. Unbelievable. I actually in amazing. Yeah.
2: And we didn't even get to go inside. We just tailgated. We didn't have tickets, but we had, like, an invite to go to this fun tailgate. And so we did that. And, I mean, it felt like we were inside. You could hear the crowd, like, loud and clear. Yeah from way yeah. outside, and it was well, just, and it was amazing. I'd love to go to a the game there. And the, the chances that, that they Agnes have
1: though. are ridiculous. Like, they're, I mean, they're just, it's one of the most fun fan bases ever. It's just ridiculous.
2: So it's probably safe to say that they're moved their move to the SEC worked out pretty well for them. Then, I mean, I know they haven't won a conference championship, but they're, look at the money they're bringing in.
1: I mean, I think they were bringing in similar money before this. I mean, I'm not saying I like, think I, they bet were it, I bet it helped. Yeah, I bet it helped. But, um, but I know that they've always been in direct competition with, like, you know, they they do their uh, expansions to their seating so they can have you know a dozen more seats than UT does. Like that's kind of like always the thing is like they just will sell well, more tickets right now, I think because Texas they'll do is it.
2: redoing that's, theirs to add seats, so I'm sure a And M will be right. They've already made very their soon. I'm well, sure.
0: I don't know why A and M just doesn't do SRO because all their all their students right stand the whole time. That's yeah. a deal yeah. at A and M. You, you yeah. don't sit down, right? So. Right they could get more people in there. Yeah. If they just just uh-huh. SRO. Yeah. Too bad sure. as,
2: as, and people may catch this, but if only as my, as my man, Jay Billis would say on Twitter, if only there was enough money to pay the players, if well, only, and know? I will
1: say one thing though, with that, with that top school, that's probably the only school where, uh, the, the Jersey that they sell, their top selling Jersey is not a former player. Their top selling Jersey is a, is an inside joke for the fans. You know, it's the, the 12, it's the 12th man. Well,
2: it's not an inside yeah, joke. Right. It's, it's like well, a tradition. Sure. Well, well, yeah, I know, but players, what, what I'm cool. saying is
1: they're not like they're not directly, uh, you know, profiting off of Tebow's back as much as Florida would or something like that. You know, it's uh,
2: you know, Jimbo, Jimbo actually is letting number twelve not just be a special teams guy; it's their fullback, and they use him quite a bit. It's kind of quick. Yeah, yeah. So they're not fact. they're not like they're not like the like. If if the Razorbacks were selling five jerseys or Florida right. selling fifteen jerseys, right? Because those are the ones court, that Texas really irk me jerseys.
1: when we talk about paying the players and like their most popular jersey is like actually one of their players. Or, or Yeah, like play, you're clearly so that buying that, that Texas hard, that
2: you're buying that Texas ten jersey after 06 Rose Bowl because yeah. of Vince Young. It's yeah, it's kind of like I was a fan of Vince Young and I I had a picture of Vince Young hanging up texas and i don't like texas i just like right. him and i've had a lot of people did the same thing he didn't so mean texas no, grandma clearly <laughs> yeah, i don't mind texas at all don't <laughs> get me wrong <laughs> 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 yeah, I would not. I definitely would not have guessed that a And M would be. I, I you could not. Cool have, you wouldn't have surprised me if you would have said they were up there in the top. You know, just because it's Texas and football and SEC. But number one, that is that.
0: Was, well, I, I really. Uh, I thought. I thought Notre Dame should have been. I, I'm a great surprised guess. they yeah. weren't there. I thought yeah. that was a great guess, and I thought either USC or even UCLA. Perhaps. Yeah, UCLA is one I'd, been, I
1: thought about too, uh, but. I yeah. thought
0: about u c l a probably came to mind for me and was- sh- i was just totally shocked about a n m but a n m obviously is it is an excellent i don't had never been a big fan of the texas football a and m aggies you know what have you, but the college is a good college yeah, very good and you know the joke the standing joke is what do you call a texas a and m alum what boss <laughs> so that's what you call them. So <laughs> there, there's a
2: money in them the, alum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's there's some money. In it. Uh, that's so. really cool. I'm I'm also now you've got me curious of like maybe next week we should try to come in with like the most uh, uh wealthy athletic programs because that might put us UCLA like way up there you know something like that. So uh, yeah, I'm that would be interesting. I
0: know when you've looked at like most national titles for a program generally university of arkansas is is high on the list because of cross of country track, and is is it? Is it, was it john yeah. mcdonald was that was his name the, well, i think he retired sometime back but he was an amazing cross country track yeah uh guy. oh so,
1: yeah world-class track team uh for so yeah ever.
0: that that I'll, I'll jot that down we'll maybe have some fun facts yeah for next fun facts week. all
1: the time that's why you come to this show that's right
2: Pops, do do you remember uh, last last time we all got together, I, I recall LJ saying something along the lines of, he would rather have his team get blown out than than have a, a close game and lose it the last second.
0: Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, he, really uh, he got his that? wish because
2: I think because I think Isaiah Crowell may still be running for the Jets. I don't, we're recording this Sunday afternoon, it's the Sunday afternoon where Isaiah Crowell broke the Jets franchise record, going for 219 yards as the Jets and, demolished the Broncos. And I think
0: he did that on fifth pain rushes
2: yeah he <laughs> averaged 15 yards per carry j- just I was about in
1: there. i couldn't really watch the game i was like doing i was working a show um but when i was watching i saw Lucky like for that, you yeah, yeah i saw no that uh, that potentially muffed punt that ended up not getting called a muff punt and uh and so then that meant that uh that the jets were going to get it on their 15 and i was thinking well might as well put it in their damn red zone because, you know, Crowell's <laughs> going to eat up those 85 yards in a second.
2: <laughs> and, and when Crowell wasn't running for 80 yards a touch, they were throwing it deep <laughs> over the top to Robbie yeah. Anderson. I I was watching Robbie or I was watching red zone channel and it felt like I was watching the Broncos jets game. <laughs> every five minutes, Cecilia, I was like, hey, let no me date. take you over to the middle. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So I will Where say Robbie I still by, still running. <laughs> I'll still, I'll still, I stand by my statement. But there is a caveat that when it's a record-breaking blowout, that's not fun to watch. I mean, it's not fun <laughs> yeah. to watch anyway. But that's like that's harder than a close game. So, um, yeah. Uh-oh. You
0: know, quick shout out. We I know we'll probably get into this more, you know, after the after Monday night's game and we do our later in the week pod, but uh Mr. Mahomes apparently fared pretty well against that vaunted Jacksonville defense.
2: Well, I, so uh, he yeah. did he did actually he he didn't throw any touchdowns and had two interceptions. He, he did run for He
0: one. ran one in for sure.
2: The offense did look fine. They didn't struggle at all. Where what really stood out to me in that game was the the Achilles heel of the Jaguars, and it will be when it counts. Is Bortles like just, is Bortles. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I know they didn't have Leonard Fournette, and they were uh, they didn't have all their guys, but Bortles threw four picks. One of them, he, they were like on the five-yard line, and he threw one that just hit off the player's, his own lineman's helmet, directly off the back of his offensive lineman's <sighs> helmet, and they picked it off. I mean then he threw another one that went straight to a defensive tackle for the Chiefs that they ran in for a touchdown. It Goodness just gracious he has his yeah. moments where you think, Oh, he could be okay, but at the end of the day, I just think he's gonna be Blake Portals.
0: Yeah. yeah, they need to do something different.
2: But uh I did so uh Hugh Jackson tried his hardest. I don't know if y'all got to catch any of the Browns or Ravens. He tried as hard as he could to lose that game, then went to overtime yet again and Three almost out tied, of five, but they right? kicked a yeah, they <laughs> kicked a game winning field goal and with two seconds left. And I want... I don't know exactly. There's video proof of this, but I don't know what he's doing for sure. But the kick goes through with two seconds left in overtime. And Hugh Jackson, they, the camera pans to him, and he's holding up two fingers, looking like he's mouthing the words, there's still, t- there's still two seconds. I don't know if he's unaware of how overtime works, but the game's <laughs> over after that field goal goes through.
0: Maybe he was wanting to go for two. Yeah, maybe we're going to go for two. going for two. two. <laughs> no, no
2: matter what he's trying to sig- signal there. He's uh, he's Hugh Jackson. I don't understand. He's looking and at the
1: shot clock, case, shot clock, in case it's an air ball. Is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then I don't know if you can fire a kicker after a game-winning field goal, but there the Browns well, kicker maybe who maybe that one yeah, that one was <laughs> bad. He kicked it. It went like it was like a thirty-yarder, and it went like sideways. It looked like a duck was shot. I mean, it looked like. <laughs> No, it looked it, like it hit a bird midway through and almost didn't make it.
0: I'm uh, going to go ahead and call it now. That was the ugliest game-winning field goal I've ever seen in my life. It's the award winner.
2: It's like terrible. I knew it went through, and I saw the refs put their hands up, but I still was like, I don't know about that. I need to see replay proof.
0: I, so you know they put that line on there where you the team needs to get to to have a, <laughs> a chance at the field goal. It's like – I mean, I know I'm exaggerating a little. It's like the eleven yard line for this guy. I mean, it was like they need, they need to, get to get to the eleven yard line, <laughs> line for this
1: guy to be in his range.
2: Well, it was gone. so they fired their other kicker because obviously after week one and two, he had a rough week one and two and missed like a game-winning extra point. So I mean he had a rough a rough couple of games. But they hired this kid, Greg Joseph, out of uh Florida Atlantic. He kicked 69%. And at Florida Atlantic, he wasn't even above seventy percent there. And then he comes in; he went two for three today, 0 for one on extra points, and barely made the game-winning field goal. By the I way, I want to. Browns are just gonna Browns. I <laughs> know we said that before, but I just man,
1: I've been toying with this fantasy mm-hmm. idea, and I think it'd be really like interesting this year. Is like uh, tw- uh twenty-point loss for every missed extra point. So then you just go most weeks without a kicker, unless you like have like a really dependable like uh, Justin <laughs> like Tucker. Justin
2: Tucker. You gotta have yeah. Justin Tucker. He, he becomes but this like, week
1: he missed an extra point, or no, he missed a field goal. He missed a field goal. He so got blocked. Five, he got blocked. He didn't miss he it. Got got blocked. Well, he got well, blocked. I know it's not his fault. Yeah, for sure, but speaking of um,
2: it's it was a rough it was a rough week for kickers speaking of kickers speaking of liquored
0: up kickers <laughs> um did you say Mason Crosby That's who, who I was
2: gonna bring up Good who's Lord. a
0: legitimate kicker and I mean at the end of the game I saw Aaron Rodgers kind of Hugging up on him a little bit. I'd have been like, Dot desire I mean, he missed, I think, three field goals and an extra point. Or- the pa- oh, so the God. Packers
2: lost by eight. They lost 23 to 31. Rodgers had, as Dad mentioned, Rogers had 400 yards passing and three touchdowns. Mason Crosby. I mean, he did his part. <laughs> Mason Crosby went one for five
0: on, on oh, field God. goals.
2: Oh, for one on extra points. They quit They quit kicking extra points because he wasn't making his field goals. They just were like, all right, we're not even going to kick extra point. They went for two, like two times in a row. And then, like, the third touchdown, they're like, all right, let's kick, it, let's kick a field goal to make it 24 to 31. And he missed the extra point. I mean, did the just, NFL
1: install, like, uh, rollers under the stadium and they just, like, push it to the side as soon as the ball's kicked or something this year? Because it's ridiculous how many misses man, no we've kidding.
2: got. And then— uh, speaking of the the Vikings, I think they end up getting the win over the Eagles. But Dan Bailey missed two field goals in that, and I think maybe an extra point at. It was just a t- it was a tough week to be a kicker. I don't know what happened. It's a tough it year. A tough well, and week. they
0: remember they moved the extra points back because kickers were just too good. They yeah, were getting too automatic. good. And now all of a sudden, they can't they can't <laughs> kick
2: anything. <anybody. laughs> well, I also oh. I love that now an extra point isn't just a total I gimme agree. though. It's not I, a gimme. I, I agree. It's not a gimme. It should be. Like I, I don't if I'm a, if I'm a head coach or a GM, I'm pulling my hair out like we can't kick a thirty-five-yard field goal straight down the middle every single time, but the fact that hey, I can't just get up, I have to like I might have to stay and see can the Browns kicker actually make this extra point? I mean, if it's there was ever a time
1: to go Pulaski Academy and just go up for two every single time, now's the time.
2: Well, Mike Tomlin yeah. and of the Steelers, have thought about it. They, they well, I they know, they didn't go hard with enough idea. with it. Well, I
0: don't, you know who should be thinking about it is Mike McCarthy, yeah, the Green <laughs> Bay Packers. Packers. <laughs> <laughs> so he should be thinking about it. Damn. <laughs>
2: And mm. then I guess real we can move on from this quick. The Atlanta Falcons and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers played, and they uh. That was kind of the loser leave town kind of game. Either whichever whichever team loses kind of is really gonna look tough to make the playoffs. And the Steelers win. Rothsberger threw for three touchdowns and 250 yards. Yeah. Do, are you moving at all, L? Or are you
1: still well, Did you hear I, that AL? I gotta, I mean, Roethlisberger, I gotta check home. the I gotta Go check this the the tape because stats don't mean anything when it comes to Rothsberger He's got the town <laughs> running. Because did you see in the in the uh first half? I know that Connor had like seventy-two yards and a touchdown or something like that. Like it's yeah, it's a different ball game when you've got oh, and by the way, I did wanna say that I wish I wish I would have brought this up before because you guys keep saying, well, Connor's no Le'Veon Bell, and he's not because nobody is. But I do want to note that Connor, uh, as of before this week, he was the second most uh, elusive running back in the NFL or like the most missed tackles. And he only gets like, you know, 10 carries a game because they just put the entire game on Rothersberger's arm. So that's pretty impressive. That. That's I mean, that's a clear not point.
2: Yeah. So like the first week he was good when they were in when they played the Browns and they were in the game or tied or leading yeah. most of the time. But then the next two weeks they gave up like forty points in both games. So yeah, your running game quickly evaporates. I don't care who you have, you quit running the ball.
1: But when you can start the game situation. running, then I mean I I'll have to check it. Roethlisberger might be turning me this week. I don't I don't think so. But uh but maybe uh but I do think it helps a lot to have a running back a running game in the first half. You know that changes everything. So
2: it does it does. <laughs> I want to go a little bit on to. I don't know. Did either of you get any time? Y'all might have seen some of the clips and highlights, but did y'all watch any of the UFC stuff from last night?
1: From I, I watched did the you? ending of the fight. Highlight was all the the brawl.
0: Yeah, I watched some of the highlights. So right, I saw the cheap shot to McGregor. That guy did get there and get a couple of shots to the back of the head.
1: Well, well and the- I think. From the crowd? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It too.
0: was, uh, I, I can't I remember it. who the guy was, but uh, so, somebody affiliated with Habib's camp or something. Yeah. So,
2: I well, I honestly, I don't know exactly how to say. I've heard, I've heard Dana White say his name two different ways. I, I, I think it's Habib, the K is silent, but I've heard Khabib you mean the, and the Habib.
1: Dumbest commissioner in sports doesn't know how to pronounce his people's names. Well, and that's, that's including I, Goodell?
2: <laughs> I was intrigued to get LJ's, as soon as I saw this, I was intrigued to get LJ's thought on this because. Uh, in general, the night last night, so I watched the whole thing and besides like the first fight or something, but I watched a lot of the fights and Derek Lewis was uh the it was like the heavyweight, it was a big black man going up against this kind of long Russian guy and they were fighting. Is he the goes, one that took
0: his pants off? Yes. Well I'm <laughs> Okay.
1: I'll All right. Okay. Show notes in. I'm sorry, I'll, I didn't mean to
0: jump ahead. <laughs> I was gonna
2: play the sound clip of just his whole post his whole post fight press conference with Joe Rogan, but we, we not that we censor ourselves, but he just gets a little loose lipped and uh we'll Put the show notes in there and you can watch it. But yeah, his first question as soon as the fight ends, he knocks this guy out. I mean, knocks him smooth out in the fourth round. And uh, Joe Rogan's first question was like, Hey, uh, Derek, can I I ask you why you took your pants off? And he answers, My balls was hot. That that was it. And Joe Rogan, like a professional, was just like, All right, I understand. Uh, And then he just goes, (laughs) And it
0: got better from there. It got better from there. Uh, So yeah, please go. Listeners, yeah. go to the website and check this out. It's he, worth it. It's-
2: he gets asked about the knockout and he says Donald Trump told him to knock that Russian MFR out. And so it just, <laughs> yes. you just got to listen to it. It's great. Oh, we'll put it man. in the show notes. But then, so that one was entertaining. Then there was the fight between uh, Tony Ferguson and Austin Pettison. That one was really interesting where, and I think it went three rounds. These guys, I've never heard of the saying, dad, you may have, because you've watched more boxing and stuff, but they kept saying these guys are fighting in a phone booth, and
0: oh, absolutely, it was it that. was that
2: one hundred percent. These guys like stayed right here in front of each other. They were just hitting each other in the face. There was blood. I mean, it was vi- well, it was violent, but I mean, train it was shots. Oh, yeah. And you saw, so at the end of like the third round, I actually really liked it. But the trainer calls the fight. He asked the guy, he asked Pettis. He's like, hey, what's wrong? He says, my hand's broken. And you can tell he won't do anything with his hand. And they just spent a whole round just punching each other in the face over and over again. And the trainer's like, well, can you fight? And he wouldn't answer because of course, as a fighter, he doesn't want to quit. And the trainer's like, I'm not letting you go out there if you're not going to use that hand and fight. And he still didn't answer. And the trainer just calls it. And some of the crowd started booing. And I thought it was like, I was really proud of the trainer because if, if he let that guy, yeah. that guy wasn't going to quit. And if he would have let that guy go out, Ferguson was just going to dot him up and, I mean, dominate yeah. and knock him out. And then he was going to probably get CTE or something. So yeah. I, I I was really impressed with that.
0: You know, can I say that reminds me, do y'all remember who Arturo Gotti? Y'all remember yeah. Arturo, yes. Arturo Gotti? Because of and, you, and- yeah. And oh He's my the God, he had three boxing, right? He was the ultimate warrior. I don't know if they, or <laughs> maybe the ultimate warrior, they had a nickname for him, but there was no quit in Arturo Gotti. And he had three epic battles with Mickey Ward. Mm-hmm. But there was a fight, and I don't think it was Mickey Ward, where he broke his left or right hand. I mean, he you heard between rounds, it was on HBO, which, side note, HBO's given up boxing after 45 years. That's yeah. worth talking about at some yeah. point.
1: Yeah. Uh, but at any rate,
0: but- Gotti broke his say, his left hand. I don't think it was his power hand, but uh, his other hand. And he still, I mean, it was obvious he did it. The the trainer, do you want me to stop the fight? Guard, God, he was no... He goes, I just won't use it. I won't use it. He still got in there and threw the broken hand. I mean, through punches. Not many, but with the broken hand. I mean, Ugh. this guy and, and Arturo Gotti is no longer with us. I mean, I don't know. I, I loved him as a fighter, but something something upstairs, you know, I mean, if you got a broken hand and you're still punching a brick wall, Yeah, something's not right. But God, his fights were awesome. But real quick. That leads me back to why I don't watch a lot of that anymore. Yeah. You just you know what these guys' hearts are letting them do to their bodies and yeah. their metaphorical hearts. It's right. just it's sometimes tough to watch. But Arturo yeah. Gotti was like that. It reminds me what an an amazing fighter he was. So yeah,
2: and so yeah. those fights were great. And then the main card comes and it's McGregor versus uh, Habib, and you want everyone wanted to see it, and really. Habib just dominated the fight. Everyone want to see it because of all the buildup, you know, McGregor throwing stuff at their bus and all this crap. Oh, and was then, that
0: the guy McGregor threw crap at yeah, the bus? Yes. Oh, I did why not. I'm okay. so pissed. This yeah. Furious, so this is why I'm, I want
2: to tee up LJ in a second. So all
0: right.
2: Onto the, they, they fight for like three rounds. I think in the fourth Habib finally, and Habib does, he, he's, Perfect. He like wrestles him and gets him in a couple of things and uh, takes out a lot of energy from McGregor. And then in the third round, just starts striking with McGregor, playing his game, just standing up and let's see what you can do. And McGregor still can't beat him. And I just want to say, I don't know why the heck you would ever fight. Apparently this kid Habib trained when he was 12 years old. His dad used to make him wrestle bears. Yeah. I've seen that video. I'm not getting put in the octagon with anyone who wrestles bears for training. That's just not something I do. Yeah. But. He makes he makes McGregor he chokes him out in the fourth. He has him in a lock and McGregor has to tap. And then after he gets up, I think he has some choice words for McGregor. I it depends who who's you're a fan of. I've heard arguments both ways. Some people say he choked out McGregor longer after McGregor tried to tap out. Whatever. But as he's walking off, he starts to he starts trading words with somebody in the stands. It turns out to be a, tr- a fighter that trains with McGregor. And they're kind of holding him back. And then all of a sudden, Habib just loses it and he just jumps over. Come here,
1: buddy. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, buddy.
0: Buddy sees somebody outside. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We can just go you with good, it uh, featuring featuring buddy.
2: Buddy. <laughs> buddy Luthringer. He's so, hungry. <laughs> so Habib sees this guy and they're wor- they're mouthing and mouthing, and Habib just jumps over the fence, jumps over the octagon. Yeah. And just starts well, starts a brawl. And then guys jump in the octagon over McGregor at some of Habib's camp, and a couple of guys yeah. take a cheap shot on McGregor, it looks like. It just was total madness. And after the fight, Dana White kept saying how this is a total black mark on the league, of on the, course on he the UFC. Did. This is not what we want, but this is where I want LJ to go. It's kind of like he was asking for this, right?
1: Tell me what you got. Well, oh, this is completely his fault. And and one thing I'll tell you is if he can convince McGregor's dumbass to take the money and fight this again, this will be the promo. This is exactly what the USC wants. Um, and so, you know, what's going to happen if you have somebody that flew from Ireland to New York on a whim to throw a truck, uh, a hand truck through the window of the bus that you're in, you know, you finish that fight. You're not just going to like cool down because, you know, it's just my job. I'm just like a boxer who boxes like this is actual like blood sport at this point. And, mm-hmm. uh and Dana White just keeps encouraging it and it's just I don't know it really frustrates me that like we're we're pitting people that have committed crimes against each other uh, in a gladiator sport against each other like it's just it doesn't seem so like where a do you fair draw way the to line, expect humanity to work out
2: where do you draw the line between like you saw the McGregor Mayweather they said a lot of bad things about each other and th- this happens this is part of hyping a fight and this is what McGregor gets paid to do is he's so good at hyping the fights but then you see with McG- McGregor and Mayweather they hug it out afterward because they both know they're making a big check. I, I get what you're saying. I do. But part of boxing is this hyping up the fight. It's this. They don't shake hands. They don't touch gloves or something. There's bad blood. Hey,
1: you're right to a degree. But if you really think this is a dis- disgrace against the sport, then don't let that person play your okay. sport. You know, I mean, it's like um, he keeps saying this, but it's empty because it keeps adding up to the next thing because he he escalates it. Dana White purposely ex- ex- Escalates it because he wants more money, and then pretends like it's a bad thing for the sport. I mean, he if he just accepted it and said like, "Oh, this is going to be so good for the number two fight if I can get him to do it," then I, you know, I'd have a little bit more respect for him. But like, truthfully, he's asking for this to happen and then pretending like it's a bad thing. I mean, it just—that's who
2: I'm the most annoyed with. I'm with you. I'm not even as I'm. I'm really disappointed in Habib just because, and I don't follow this sport that heavily at all. Like I really don't at all. And. It was just I. I thought after all this smack that McGregor's talked, Habib just went in there and dominated him. I mean, he just put on a yeah. clinic, beat him at his game, and then made him made him tap out, made him quit. And then to go do that, you put a stain on your own on your own. I, I that's what I hated from him. But I get a little bit of it because he talked after the fight. He's like. I just want people that we got to quit. He said, I don't have his exact word for word, but he was just saying that the problem is we need to quit talking about family and talking about my father and my religion and my people and my country. And I'm totally, I agree. There's not room for that. If, if McGregor wants to say, I'm going to whoop his ass in the ring, that's all part of the game. That's part of it. But you get, like you're saying now, you get outside of the ring when now you're throwing shit at my bus and you're hurting people Well, and, and you're taking talking a, about religion, taking and a plane
1: from Ireland to New York on a whim. Like that's not just, Just like, like someone who, you know, that's, that's not the, the, the actions of a sane person. And so, you know, anything that happens after that, you can't blame these adrenaline junkie people that use violence to solve their problems in the ring. To To then turn that off as soon as the match is over, you know, like uh, when you create uh, an animosity so great for the sake of promo, then that's, you know, that's your fault as an organization for for creating this. And so stop pretending like it's such a bad thing because you did it.
0: Well, and let me uh, let me add this. So y'all saw my reaction when you said, oh, I said, this is the guy he threw the at the bus. you yeah. yeah. So I I might have tried to watch it had I realized I didn't realize it somewhere made, in the I, hype machine. I don't know machine. what the pay-per-view
2: is going to make, but it went nuts. I mean, this was the biggest night of UFC history.
0: Well, and, and and so now what they've done, I mean, I almost wonder if they go in there and hug it out afterwards and go, oh, we've made so much money for the rematch because people are going to be interested now in the rematch. Do you remember Joe Frazier? Y'all don't, obviously. Joe Frazier <laughs> and Muhammad Ali, the thrill of Manila, and he was – Hammering the the ape. I mean, Muhammad Ali mm. is an African American, and he's talking about beating the ape, Joe Frazier. I mean, that's yeah. is that black on black racism? I don't I don't know. I don't know what that is. I I can't define it. I'm a white guy. I don't know what the hell it is. But <laughs> anyway, uh, but but anyway, it made people want to freaking watch. And so, yeah. is this is this just you're the you're the expert on this, Kevin? We didn't walk on the moon. You know, it's a. <laughs> what, so it's all well, a damn hot machine.
2: Well, so that's why that's where I think LJ's right. I I don't really defend either McGregor or or Habib. I think Habib's totally in the wrong. I the person I really hate is that guy that jumped over the ring and took a cheap shot on my graveyard oh, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: that's just not ridiculous. acceptable.
0: I mean, I like none a of this cheap is shot in the back of the head is is bullshit. That's yeah. right. And, it it you may, may want to fight me, stand up in front of me and fight me. And yeah, my especially ass or whatever. After but he had
1: just lost a fight, too.
0: He just he did he four rounds kicked. of like I mean, grueling.
2: Like he's exhausted, and you're gonna jump in there fresh and swing at the back of him. That that dude, we've talked about it before. That is the worst. He is the worst dude. Like, that's just ridiculous. But and then Habib, I, that talk about it. We already said he's crazy because he trained wrestling bears. The man, like like McGregor, he just fought four rounds and is probably exhausted, and he's willing to jump out and go fight another fighter who's fresh. Yeah. I mean, that that dude's there's something yeah. wrong up here.
0: Well, but McGregor got his ass whooped right and was yeah. trying yeah. to jump over the ring and fight again. <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, where was that energy a little while ago? <laughs> you know? I know. Well, it well, couldn't, couldn't breathe because he was well, getting he choked. Got, right, he was <laughs> getting choked. Yeah. You're right, he was getting he, choked.
1: But he, he's not. They they should not be a number two unless. McGregor has more money than, than smarts coming from it because he is not going to win another fight against this guy ever. Like that's just not going to well, happen. And, that, and that's but.
2: where LJ's And I agree with is the person I'm mad at is Dana white. This is what you've built up for. This is what I, I know. He'd never want. He, he probably in his heart of hearts and honestly did not want this to happen. And this is not what he wanted to see, but you're playing he's with fire. He's not upset every, about it. Every now and then, if you keep playing with fire, you're going to get a little burn here and there. And he keeps doing it. He's going to keep going back to it, and he's going to keep building up because this rematch, if it happens, will be insane. It will be immoral. well, and I
0: think you said it, LJ. I remember watching a, an interview with one of the MMA fighters. And it, it was like Ed Wallace from 60 Minutes or somebody interviewing. And I, it was scary. I mean, it, it, you just think, if a guy's going to get in a ring with almost bare knuckles, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing yeah. in a cage. And yeah. they're willing to beat the shit out of another guy and take a punch from a guy. They're not stable. I mean, they could go off yeah. at any time. You can't expect yeah. these adrenaline junkies. I think you use the word. I mean, how much testosterone was in that room? My God. Yeah, and
2: yeah just yeah. in the just- ring. Not even... and. and there's other fighters around. there watching. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You just can't. You can't even expect these guys to uh, use the same diplomacy that we should use as human beings. They're right. just. They're trained to be killers. To yeah. hurt people. They're trained to, to knock
2: them out. Fight them until they defeat. either te- quit or you knock them out.
0: Well, and even in yeah. boxing, like I said, and even if you got a broken hand, use that. Use that damn broken limb to hit somebody with. It's just. Yeah. it's it's a blood sport and we cannot deny all through history people have loved some portion of that and it is what it is I don't know if that's good bad it probably well but I mean
1: if you're going to profit off of this try to protect you know it's the same thing we say about CTE and football is like uh you know I I don't want to I I like the game the way that it is but I also you know if you're going to profit off of these people putting themselves in early graves do your best to look out for them and and that's a Mm -hmm. clear disregard for their safety by putting these two in a ring with that sort of the hype leading up to this i mean it's just i think it's it's a terrible move on ufc part ufc's part
2: well and i w- i do want to give dana white a little bit of credit he he at after the, they got everybody in we the ring money, they, so they kind him. of calmed it down <laughs> and uh habib was sitting there going where's my belt i want my belt i want my belt and dana white was like look i'm not i'm not putting your belt on you because as soon as i put that belt on you there all them all the people who are crazy mcgregor fans here that are drunk pissed off are going to start throwing stuff. It might start another fight and all this stuff. And Habib was like, I don't care if they throw something at me. And Dana White specifically was like, you could hear on the mic'd up thing, he was just like, yeah, but not... All the other 20,000 people here don't want to get showered with beer, so we're not putting your belt on you. It's just not happening. So that was a good move by him, but he's it, the only reason he's cleaning up this mess is because he made it, so I don't want to give him too much well, credit. Well, I guarantee well, you Dana White cashed a
0: pretty big check at the yeah, bank. Yeah. So when all said
2: and done, he, he was, was pissed disgraced off disgraced last night, but he'll be good when his bank account
0: yeah, shows that His bank deposit. account's in good shape.
2: Dad, yeah. I had a question about... I was watching that fight and I was watching the people in the crowd and everything. And I don't know if, I don't know if you, I've never been, I don't know for a fact if you have or not, but if you've gone to like a big boxing fight or big, big fight and event in like Vegas or something, Uh, it doesn't seem like there's much appeal to me to that. Unless you're um, right there on the ring, which we will have never had the money to get that. Then I don't see why you would do it. So
0: that. let me I, I've thought about it and, and you know, my buddy Bob, Bob Hubbard, you yeah, know, has yeah. talked about going to Vegas to see a really big boxing match. And I mean, I would want to be close enough where sweat and yeah. blood potentially gets on me. I mean, that sounds gross, but I yeah. want to be that close to the action. And that probably though, and and I don't want to go sound like I'm soft here, but was in the old days. I don't know yeah. now because well, I, think I it's know just what different. it's done you, to really those 100%. guys. I know what's happening to those guys in old age. And, and I'm telling you, I'm nothing like uh, HBO's drop in boxing that they've carried for 45 years. The biggest fights were on HBO. I can remember me and my dad getting together and watching Saturday Night Fights on HBO. It well, was always the biggest match. Bout-
1: you and I, nights, LJ. Yeah.
0: And even after y'all were kind of had moved out, I'd go over sometimes and watch a big fight with my dad over in Ashdown, you know. Yeah. And um, um, Diego Corrales, uh, that fight he had, I've, I've mentioned it before, Marco Antonio Barrera. What an amazing fight. But now I, I have a hard time watching it because I just know what it's doing to these to these people. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's almost a beautiful, the sweet science they call it. It's a beautiful thing, but I, I've I guess I've moved past it a little bit like we have jacked up. On, yeah. on NFL. Yeah. Um now it's come on man, you know, or whatever the moss yeah. the moss cat. You got mossed. Or... And you got mossed or whatever, which is not as cool as jacked up. I'm sorry. That was an all time. Um uh, but but we've got to we're not I don't want to go back to gladiator days. And I mean that's yeah. what that's what boxing is. That's what MMA yeah. is. That's yeah. what jacked up is and hopefully we're getting more civilized than that. We want to see people not lose their brain function for my pleasure right and so i'm not into it like i was and and hbo drop in boxing is a huge deal to me i thought i might i might think about that and write because that was something that was a complete part of my childhood growing up with my dad we would watch the big fights on hbo yeah Yeah. and they're dropping boxing so we're 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 changing as a society we are and it's it's scary and i I don't know if scary is the word, but it's just, I'm nostalgic about losing some of yeah, that. Yeah. But I think we're moving to a better place and we need to. So, yeah. That's how I feel. I yeah.
2: Think. I
1: just, yeah, I'm with you. Then 100%. Yeah. It's
2: the, the more, it, the main thing I've noticed when i watching that fight and then I, I, we've already transitioned this way in NFL. I'll still go to a big game. But the only reason you're going to that event and paying that money, I feel like, is not for the viewing uh, pleasure, it's for the, the atmosphere. Of being the like, site. Like we talked about yeah. going to a college camp. I, it's better to watch that a and Arkansas game here at home but if you can go see it in Fayetteville or in College Station with that atmosphere there's something you yeah. said but for boxing well, wise, I don't think I'd ever pay the money to go watch a big UFC No I want to
0: go to an athletic event that shows me athleticism and skill and integrity boxing or MMA I mean be honest you're going to see somebody almost get knocked out and yeah. come back from it and knock the other guy out that's yeah. what you want to see that's
1: the goal yeah that'd be and, the best and, fight and,
0: and there is no way you do that without damaging yourself in on a permanent basis.
1: Yeah, And great. so
0: we need to move as a society to enjoying athleticism, integrity, uh, one-handed catches, Odell Beckham, one-handed catches, yeah. which we've seen a lot more of those now, you know, that's, and, and those are, Hey, I can get into that. <laughs> so, well, and so that, that's we something
1: that I've been, you know, with football, I'm, I'm so against this quarterback rule change as like in theory, but the more I think about it, the more I think like, well, this is kind of the league that I want. I mean, I want to see defense. I want to see running backs, yeah. but I also want to see safety. And so, you know, Know, the feats of, of great jumping instead of the feats of great strength might be more what I really need to enjoy if I'm going to yeah. keep watching football and feel good about it. So I
2: think that yeah. sometimes what the NFL is, their thought process is like, you wanted player safety. You wanted player safety. Well, here yeah. you go. Here's what you asked yeah, for. Yeah, and now
1: you're bitching LJ. Here's what it looks so, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I will say the other thing is it doesn't feel like a fair game to me anymore. I mean, both teams have the same opportunity, but like both yeah. sides of the ball don't have the same opportunity. And so that sucks. But I mean, but that might just be the way that it works with player safety i mean that's defense gets neutered to make sure the players don't die out there so i don't know i think i've got a new uh job opportunity for us a new way to make some money and I uh, think like that, that is we need to That'd we need to I get, love the way it sounds we need to start giving out the the JPP award to just anybody that'll pay us for it because I think that's what J.D. Power <laughs> does is like if you pay them enough money I mean because what car company doesn't have 17 JPP power or well yeah JPP power <laughs> yeah we win 17 J.D. Power awards to boast for their mid-sized sedans or, like every commercial is about J.P. or J yeah J.P. you can JD talk power now award that somebody's got <laughs> yeah. I know because 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 I want this award so badly to be. He's <laughs> getting all excited. <laughs> It's money-making. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they pull millions. What do you guys think? Is well, that, or, or that baloney? So
2: I don't even know what the J.D. power trade is. I I, I just know, like, I I, I see the com, the commercial.
0: Oh, God. It's like most dependable sedan. Yeah, but every, sedan,
2: every single commercial, know, every whatever. single brand
1: has, like, awards yeah. that they tell me Has about. a J.D. power. Yeah. And the other <laughs> for thing for is, they're like all we as time. consumers are supposed to care. Yeah, they're like, so they're like, the these are real customers, like those Toyota ads or whatever. No, here's and they're like, the- guess how many J.D. power awards we have. And then the customer's are like, six? <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> no, have you ever thought about this? So, like, what? What the hell happens? Do they? Do they get like? They say these are these are not uh, paid actors. these are real customers So, what do they do? Do they like kidnap yeah. five people, take them to a warehouse, and all of a sudden <laughs> pop these guards out, and they're like take the blindfold off of them? And they're like, how many JD Power awards do you think this truck has? Like, uh, seven. We'll go with seven.
1: When there's that one, there's that one where they like uh, to get a little off subject. There's that one where like some woman is like looking at a sedan or whatever. And then in the sedan is like her entire extended family. (laughs) So it's like, Hey, I know you're not an actor, but we want you to be in this commercial where you, so like, please list your entire family and their address. So we can try to contact them and get them in a car and then surprise you with them. Are you okay with this? Does this sound like a good idea for you? (laughs) Not real actors, my (laughs) ass.
2: but I'm totally with you. Like, it seems like every car company has like the five time consecutive JD power associate yeah. award winner. And it's like, right.
1: and they've all got the most of something. Like we've got the most compact car in a row. JD power awards. And it's like, Oh yeah, well we've got the most compact car gas mileage. JD power. <laughs> awards, and It's like, okay, fine. We just make up any category specific enough. So I think that's the thing is if you pay so JPP $30 yeah. and come up with your own specific title, we'll give it to you. Let's
2: workshop this. who, who JD clearly goes towards cars. What's our what's our uh, our our brand like? Are we going towards like podcasts or like shows or movies? Like this is a, this director is <laughs> so, like, a five times he wins yeah. the
1: JPP award of best intellectual podcast hosted by a Canadian. Yeah, and, that and it's one of the past <laughs> five yeah. years in a row. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I think you're onto something here because I don't even know what they. I, this might just be a random ass company. It's like a guy who works out of his
0: home just, yeah, it's probably three guys sitting around like us going. <laughs> and I've actually, hey. okay, so
1: I've done a little bit of research. Um, And so what I do know is that they are a consulting company where you pay them to try to figure out what, what customers think about you. And then they grant awards to people and people that pay them get more awards than people that don't. And it's just, it's, it's an absurd, ludicrous. And like, nobody knows like why? Why do we trust JPP but, or J? No, well, we trust JPP. I'm sorry. <laughs> why do we trust the J.D. Power award? I'm down I mean, with JPP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you know me. You know me. So
2: yeah, and you're right because you sit there and you hear that, and it does sound good when they go like this truck is a five year uh, durability award winner in the J.D. Power. Tour. You're like, oh okay, a durable truck, and it looks good too. Like I just trust that that means something. When in all actuality, yeah. it's it might just be. Oh yeah, we'll pay you uh, fifty thousand just to say that we win this year for this
1: award
0: well so we yeah. can be cheaper we can be the jp power awards and nobody will even know the difference and we'll <laughs> get to them for half the price. yeah
1: i mean i'm saying like 150 bucks for like a major car company <laughs> bring it on yeah
0: what are well, you talking about 250 you can have. what do you want <laughs> You name the award that 250, you 250 you
1: name the award
2: and 150 you we'll name it for we, you. <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: Add another $50 in case a malort, you can be what you want. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, so you had a, another topic I think and it was about just just uh, human beings that are I, I don't, I, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going
1: to give yeah, it to
0: you. Just give it to him. I don't even know it was. Something. Okay. Well, what okay.
1: So you guys want to hear a, a gross out story or a non gross out story? Well, I know where dad's probably going to stand. I kind of want to go grossed out. I'm good. Gross out. Bring it. All right. So there's this guy named Terrar uh, in France in the 1700s. Okay. All right. Uh, this dude got kicked out of his house when he was a teenager because he had the most ins- un- uh, insatiable appetite ever seen in the history of humanity. So, uh, uh, he, he worked as a street performer after he got kicked out where he would eat like an entire barrel of apples or he would eat live animals and just like, um, eat anything for donations essentially. And so, uh, then, uh, of course, you know, he had some severe intestinal issues. So he got taken to a hospital where they tried to study him. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He had some problems, but so, so this guy, so he was, uh, he was, uh, not a big man. He actually was like relatively normal size. Like he was a little tall and actually a little bit thin. But uh so he tried to serve in the military and the the rations that they gave out could not uh could not feed him. So they ended up quadrupling his rations. He was still hungry. So then they thought Wait, well, so
2: so it's not only that he can eat a lot, he he is actually hungry. He like he feels like he needs more.
1: Um, yeah. And so, okay. Uh, okay. So he had four four sets of rations, and then would still go through trash cans and eat the scraps of food left by other people. And uh, he even would sneak into like uh, rooms and like find bags of blood and drink the blood. And uh, what so the military, God. the French find military, bags of time. what blood? You heard him. You heard him. Yeah, for the protein. Bags of blood. Yeah. Um. And so the military was like, "Well, how can how can we use this? Okay. Um. What we can probably do is see if can like." Um, we can see if he can uh, he can eat uh, a box with a note in it and then later the note be totally readable so they tested this and it worked that like, you know, 30 hours later, they got the box out of his waist and uh, and the note inside was readable. And so then as a reward, wow. as a reward, they gave him 30 pounds of horse lungs and livers, and he ate it in front of the officers before they could even leave the room. Um. So, you know, 30 pounds, 30 pounds. Of that, lungs and livers. No, it that? happened.
0: <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Ooh, are we getting to an end? Ugh.
1: Uh, Ugh. <laughs> well, so skipping <laughs> ahead. I to a die, uh, See if a little bit. He then tried to do this and then got caught and then uh they almost the the Prussians almost hung him. Uh but then they let him go for some reason. And uh he ended you up going get
2: sponsored by like an antacid or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he gets the JPP award I'd for would never get year. Harvard. Um <laughs> Uh, so then he, he eventually ended up in the hospital, uh, because you know, like an asylum essentially. And, uh, he would sneak into, you know, and steal people's blood and try to eat uh, things in the gutters when he would get out and stuff like that. And, uh, eventually he, uh, a 14 month old baby disappeared from the hospital and they immediately thought oh, it no. was him. And so they kicked him out of the hospital. It's not proven one way or another, obviously, uh, whether it was him, but you know, he, he had actually been known for eating dogs and cats and, and eels. He would eat an eel without even chewing. Um, so like when, eating life things. When was this like Tom? Yeah. Uh, in was- the 1780s ish. Spell oh, his name. Okay. How do you spell uh, his name? T A R R A R E. Um Tarar. Yeah. Tarar. Okay. Um so he uh he also like uh he he went to he they they kicked him out of the hospital after he he was suspected of eating a 14 month old and uh and so he eventually oh came God. back oh, to so so yeah <laughs> yeah so he eventually came back to the hospital and the one doc- <laughs> doctor that actually like cared about him uh he came up to him and said hey i, I ate a golden fork two years ago and i think it's going to kill me and then he did die and so the doctor did uh did an autopsy and found out that when you opened his jaw you could see to his stomach that's how wide his throat was he could just like dump things into his stomach acid and uh and so yeah weird and he never found the golden fork so that's the story of Terar.
0: okay <laughs> wow yeah I, I, I don't know where to I go usually, uh,
2: yeah normally i can't shut up and right now I don't have <laughs> words. I am speechless. All right. Well let me so, do a little what's next, Still, next. <laughs>
1: yeah. A little less gross person. Um just to kind of clear the air a little bit, I guess. Um yeah. clean the so palate. There was this guy named Adam Rayner, okay? Uh and let's see, okay. I'm trying to find he was born in eighteen ninety nine, uh in Austria. And so when World War One broke out, he was 17 years old and he tried to enlist in the army, but uh, they wouldn't let him in because at 17, he was four foot six inches. Um, And so uh, they classified him as a dwarf and determined he was too small and weak to be an effective soldier. So uh, then a year later, he grew two inches. Um, And then let's see, at 21 years old, when the typical uh, the typical Asian person stops growing, it is people assumed he was set at his height for life. But then he just started growing more and more and more. So remember, he was four foot six. One decade later, he had grown to seven foot one. So at 27, he was at 27, he was seven foot one. And uh, he continued growing until he died at the age of 51 years old. He ended up seven foot eight, but his spine kept growing, even though his body didn't. So his spine ended up more and more curved. Um, And it was all through uh, a growth on his pituitary, which is sometimes called acromegaly. Um, And so uh, he was actually the only person to ever be classified as a dwarf and a giant within his own lifetime wow yeah Hmm. crazy huh
2: why did the growing take so long to start
1: well because uh acromegaly uh could could be late onset it doesn't necessarily start at birth um so it's just like a growth on your pituitary that at some point will tell your hormones to grow or i guess your hormones something to 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 act different um but it doesn't necessarily happen the the second that this growth starts so i mean
0: i mean let's just say a guy in his 50s that wanted (laughs) to play in the nba i mean you're saying that he might could grow another six eight inches well
1: in theory i would say yes but the other thing is This often comes with like real, real bad problems unless you take care of it quickly enough. And so you know, like knee problems, and well, I'll take
2: care of it as soon as I problems. get to about
1: six eight. I'll yeah, take that might stop. be too late. That might be too late. Uh, you know, some of the most All famous right, doc, people. I'm good. Six is <laughs> cool. Take the tumor. <laughs> take the tumor. I'm done. Um, well, and you know, that's kind of a uh, uh, you know, Big Show, uh, the giant from WCW. Yeah, and Andre the w- Giant. W-E. No, not Andre the Giant, but the oh, the you're later. talking about Big
2: Show. Big Show. Well, yeah, they yeah, actually
1: yeah. both had acromegaly, and uh, and uh, the Big Show ended up getting his uh, his growth removed so he would stop, you know, having those problems, and he's actually lived quite an athletic life for his size, whereas Andre the Giant, his his ability to do what he did went away much earlier than it should have because he continued to grow uh, because of his acromegaly. So those are two of the most Actually, famous. and
2: interestingly, there's a really good, H- uh, if you have like HBO Go or whatever, uh, a documentary done on there of Andre the Giant, and he's like – to the extent of the first guy you were mentioning, but just dude ate and drank like crazy. He was just a, a phenomenon. Well, yeah. like I want to say it, that there's what, a story that he wasn't drank a like
1: 112 beers in one, one afternoon I or something I think so. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: the, the myths on him are crazy and some yeah. of them true. Some of them we don't know, but it well, and apparently, it's a, it's Andre the
0: documentary. was a great guy. I mean, he yeah. was a really, yeah. a, he was a great guy. Um, I think Bill Simmons was behind that. Have uh, you guys ever
1: seen Princess not. Bride?
0: I have not. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, well, no. you ought to. It's a really good movie, actually. But okay. Andre the Giant, where, is oh, he's in it? Yeah, he's in, he's in famously it. famously in that he movie. Catches her, does not he? And yeah, uh, and he was so proud of his portrayal in that movie that he would host watch parties with other wrestlers and serve him popcorn, and then ask him what they thought about his acting at the end of the at the <laughs> showing. He was just so proud of that movie. So I um, have to watch that. Okay. Yeah, he seems it's like a, a really cool great documentary. Guy,
2: but, he's like a genuinely great guy, but looked at as a freak his whole life because. Yeah. I mean, he was different. Not in a derogatory way, but he was a freak. He was just not like a normal human. He was human a different being. human. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and, and finish the way. Well, real quick, by, like we mentioned it off the top, the podcast is brought to you by my bookie, and it, it's the best way to bet. Uh, you can it's make the winner of the
1: JPP Power Award of Best Betting Site on the Internet. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's actually it be best it's website going with going the dot AG, it. I think. Yeah. Winnie, you yeah. went for that too. No doubt. <laughs>
2: So there's a lot of awards. It's critically acclaimed, is yeah. what we're saying. And yeah, uh, you just just don't be a rookie. You got to go bet with my bookie, and it's <laughs> it's put in the JPP promo code, and you'll they'll match your. Uh, don't be a rookie. Process. Did you make, that up? Kevin, <laughs> did you the, make that, that up,
0: Kevin? Did you make that
1: up?
2: No, uh, definitely did not make that up. I was like, <laughs> that you need to go into advertising effort. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Don't 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 be that rookie. Go go put your parlay down. Go put your parlay down on my bookie and if you put in when you sign up, put the uh, promo code JPP in and they'll match your, your uh deposit and even give you an extra 25 bucks just to go ahead and throw it on the the Cowboys playing the Texans or something. You never know. Not the Broncos. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, as we, we mentioned, let's get to the what we're listening to. Dad, what do you got? I I can't believe this 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 part of the podcast isn't sponsored yet. Like this has no to get put your name like here. The, the,
1: yeah, okay. No yeah,
2: and we'll call you like the the JPP's best streaming service. You know, you can right. get
1: some award for it. I can
0: think of a few that would be contenders to sponsor this. I'll have to get yeah. in contact. Yeah, with we some might of need them. to
1: reach out to some people.
0: <laughs> okay. I have all right, Dad, what I you got? Have- have- I have, t- I'm going to give you a fun one first and then my real one. Okay. Okay. So, Ooh, okay. Tammy and I are sitting at the river. We're listening to a little bit of just, you know, kind of dancing, grooving music, some good stuff. I mean, good. all right. Have you ever heard of Adina Howard? Yeah. Freak like me. Have okay. you ever heard yeah. of Adina Howard, yeah. a freak like me? All right. I I'm know. a I white guy. Referenced. I'm a white guy, so I can't repeat all the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. But it's great. If you want to shake that. <laughs> Bootay, you need to put on Adina Howard, Freak Like Me, and right. just check it out. It's good stuff. And I wished I could tell you the lyrics, but I could cannot. All right, that's my fun one. My kind of half-ass. Right. My kind of half-ass serious one. And I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys. If I've said this before, Storyville. Have I ever mentioned Storyville no, on this one? Good choice. Okay, no, but
2: I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Storyville.
0: A piece. A piece of your soul. Uh, it's got bitter rain. A good day for the blues.
2: That's a, a, song good day. What it was. a good
0: day for the blues, man. Great album. I just, I just, it came up on my iPod the other that's day. That's an oldie but goodie. That's a, it's an know. oldie but goodie. Yes. Very good. Uh, very good. Storyville. And by the way, the, uh, the deal was the percussion section was Stevie Ray Vaughan's uh, drums and no. bass player was with Storyville. That's, that's the rumor that I had. I've not nice. double checked and triple checked that with J.D. Nice. Power, but that's what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Yeah, verified. Both will be on the website. Adina Howard, Freak Like Me, right. and Storyville, A Piece of Your Soul. That's all what I'm listening
2: to. All right, to. so so does that get, is Freak Like Me been added to the Mo Bad Jams?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it better yeah. be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it better be. Oh, yeah. It's on. It's on, baby. <laughs>
2: All right, what you got? I haven't heard what you're listening to in a little while. What you got?
1: Well, so I got I got two answers also. Uh, One of them is uh, uh, so I've been doing a show, Rock of Ages. And so, you know, it's a show about 80s rock music uh, turned into a musical. It's a a pretty fun show, honestly. Um, But so I've been listening to a lot of 80s rock music. And so I think my answer will be uh, Boston. And, and, uh, Ooh. yeah, more than a feeling for play long time, like just good, good stuff by that band. Uh, and so, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to note about that is so like, I spent a lot of time on YouTube looking up like different eighties rock playlists to try to, you know, just cover my bases and there is a lot of like 80s rock playlists that feature Tracy Tracy Chapman's fast car which uh, blows my mind a little bit great Um,
0: song but
1: yeah not 80s rock in any way and also like a lot of Celine Dion somehow ends up on like a lot of those yeah I don't understand like right next to you know Motley Crue is Celine Dion and I just don't understand what they're thinking (laughs) yeah
2: Um, Yeah, so I've I've noticed that too when I've looked up playlists before it's like
1: well I, I like this song but it doesn't it
2: doesn't deserve to be on this playlist
1: the more more forgivable ones are the ones where they're like really taking like 70s rock and putting it on there, you know, like ACDC and stuff like that. Like I get why you would put it in the same category as say Guns N' Roses, but they're totally different eras. So, mm. you know, your mileage may vary. Um, and then so, so my goofy one is uh, I was, I was trying to get to sleep. This is not going to be on Spotify. I was trying to get to sleep uh, the other night and I couldn't. So I turned on YouTube and I, uh, this ad came on for the Electro Harmonics Lester K stereo rotary speaker with Mike Matthews. And so this is. This guy who's advertising this pedal for his piano. I was going to write that down. You're going to send that to me. I'm (laughs) going to put it on the show notes. Don't worry about it. Uh, But this guy invented this company where they make like piano pedals, I guess. And so he uh, he's just jamming. He's this like goofy old dude who's like he acts like he hasn't played the piano in like 35 years and he's just having the time of his life. And they're like trying to advertise for this pedal. But really, they're just advertising for this goofy old dude. I love it so much that I watched the entire four and a half minute ad instead of uh, watching the video that I was going to watch. So it's goofy. I don't think, like, everybody's going to be like, oh, God, I need to, like, check this out. But <laughs> yeah. it is, like, a fun way to spend five minutes. So, you know, whatever. Well,
2: now I'll have to I'll have to check it out. <laughs> check <laughs> it out. Right. No doubt. We've got a good thing going. And I'm going to quit electro I'm going back on the road. Rock and roll.
1: Yeah, you'll probably turn it on and be like, pfft the hell is LJ's problem but like what was LJ it, what was LJ doing that night? <laughs> it kept me entertained it kept me entertained well, so
0: nothing new with that but anyway <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right so I guess we we weren't here la- we weren't able to record last night. so I guess we're all just coming in uh with with two what we're listening to, and I, mine are a little different too so one's gonna be uh music and it's just I, good. You probably don't care about this, Dad. There, there might be a lot of people that that won't, but the sound of of my childhood, at least growing uh, up listening to rap, was the lighter flicking on a, on a playlist. <laughs> yep. And Lil Wayne finally came out with Carter Five after acting like it was and teasing us forever. And this was uh, like a week and a half or two weeks ago. Yeah. And it finally came out. It's not like, you know, it's not like best album he's ever done or anything like that, but it, I, I think it was a good it was a good exclamation point or period, however you want to say it, to the Carter's, I think the Carter album need to end. And I think that was really good. And it kind of,
1: it, it was, it was what, long, like almost like five tracks or something.
2: Yeah. It's, it really <laughs> was like a d- double disc or something. Like it had like 20 tracks and it kind of did some like real old school little Wayne with some new yeah, kind of, yeah. And it just shows how he's been around forever. And it was, it was fun to listen to just listen to it. Kind of brought me back to like, like riding the bus to different like middle school basketball games or high school basketball games or football games like it was mm. it was it was a good album and it was just it took forever to come out so that's that's what I've been jamming a lot of lately and
1: then it was I sweet listened to him to, to come on to uh Sunday Morning Countdown and, and portray uh OBJ's cu- uh, kind loving supportive mother <laughs> over
2: there he did do a weird interview this morning with OBJ on on. I NFL just like Countdown. I you
1: know I see him like holding his hand and like looking at him like yeah that's right baby that's right <laughs>
2: They had, like, a whole other segment to defend them. They did, like, a whole segment <laughs> where they just talked about, you know, kids these days and the culture and the social media age. And then, like, yeah. they had another segment where basically Justina Anderson was just trying to get Odell Beckham to All say that and Eli more. Manning sucks at week, football and he wouldn't um, do it. And place. they just – Lil Wayne just stayed for the whole thing. So it did look awkward. He was just standing there <laughs> nodding his head. But – my my second what I've been listening to, and it's just I listened to this once, and I don't I'm not a fan of him. This podcast in general, well, I don't know. It might be great. I've never listened to it for today or yesterday, but uh, the Joe Budden podcast had heard it's uh, good. He, he he. I've heard a lot about it, but they're it's kind of like I think it's similar to Joe Rogan where they're long, free flowing conversations. Like this mm-hmm. one was like two hours long, but it was with a guy I love, Chance the Rapper, and yeah. they had him on, and they just talked for like two hours and thirty minutes, and I. It, obviously you're going to need a lot of time if you're going on a road trip or something, but it was really interesting to listen to because it was just Chance talking about what he does in Chicago and then like his relationships in the music world between like Kanye West and Drake and then yeah. like how he releases music and then the whole different stuff with streaming and then like independent artists. It was just really cool. And a, an in-depth kind of into uh, a world that I will, I have never been into. Like I got listened to all the music, but it was like a behind the scenes kind of thing. And it was really cool. And it just reiterated. I love chance the rapper.
1: He's also, he's got as unique of a perspective in the hip hop world as anybody. Like the way he came up is his own. So he's yeah. Really and, and
2: like, it was no and joe budden was really cool about he'll ask questions that you know might be controversial and chance might not want to answer and if chance doesn't want to he doesn't answer but like it was just cool and it seemed like these guys were really just hanging out and shooting the shit and i just think chance is as good a guy i love his music but he just seems like an awesome dude i'd love to sit down and hang out he does
1: seem like a good guy i mean y'all talked about uh jj watt being houston's favorite son Chance is Chicago's favorite son right now. I mean, yeah, he's, I get that. he's a Well, and that's why I
2: want you here. to watch. I, I would like for you to listen to it just because there's one part where they talk about Chicago and stuff and it was like stuff it was it was like some of the conversations we've had with you and stuff. it was just really cool and yeah dude's a smart guy he's not just someone yeah. who does like I'm donating this money and I want it to go to the news so they can talk about how awesome Chance the Rapper is he does so much that doesn't even get talked
1: about yeah like just buying and backpacks it was, it was and shoes cool. for people I mean it's ridiculous how much he gets it was cool so
2: if, if you're on a long road trip or got some time you might want to put it on like time and a half or two times the speed just to get get through because it. it is long but it's it's interesting it's worth the listen and then my boy little Wayne Carter five
0: Carter five got them cool, all
2: right. I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, do y'all got anything else? Uh, no, nah, dude. Stick a
0: pork in me, all right.
2: Let's like, put a bow on it. it. Uh, we'll be back to talk. <laughs> yeah, not a golden fork because then we'll lose it. Long story. We'll get, oh, Before I let you go, L, I wanted to, did you see that, so for the Chargers home game against the Raiders, which ended up blowing out, I just wanted to talk some AOC West with you. Sure. Did you see that before? They were getting ready for a home game yeah, against the I Raiders did. in Los yep. Angeles, and they had to, for practice, they were pumping in crowd noise because they yep. were expecting the Raiders fans to be their full force. For yeah, a home what? game, poor
1: Phillip Rivers and the Chargers don't even play home games anymore. I don't, e- I don't know what the numbers were this year, but I wanted say I saw last year that the, the the fans were like six to one in favor of the Raiders at the home game that they played in LA I mean they're not la's team they're San Diego's team it's such a bummer to see them I, there because they don't nah, L. doesn't like them they don't yeah care.
2: The, the San Diego loves the Chargers and then you I, I understand that that stadium was a dump but you took you send them to Los Angeles and they just don't even care about them. it's ridiculous yeah. Uh, yeah. someone made a joke it might have been Siciliano I don't know someone made the joke it's like real question are there more Chargers fans at the game or uh Philip Rivers kids because Philip Rivers has like <laughs> nine kids or ten <laughs> kids or
1: whatever it is did you but. see I think they wore the the fly ass powdered blues this this oh week. they did so I always but love seeing no, those No, out, no, no
2: true Charger fans were there to support it because uh, they don't care about him in Los Angeles those are it's fly done. I
0: love those powdered blues yeah. Yeah. Love, yeah. love 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 right. some
2: yeah. of the best jerseys in the game yeah. yep, yep. alright that'll do it for this week we'll catch you back with some more NFL talk later this week uh, peace out peace peace
1: uh, the other thing uh, that's worth bringing up, maybe I'll stick this in there somewhere, Ian Johnson and his wife, uh, the running back for Boise State yes. way back when, yes. uh, they are still married and they have a kid, I think about two years old now, so... Uh, I tried to reach out.
2: He is on Twitter. He's a co-host of a morning radio show and also sells insurance. So
1: that's So I like, get a hold of Hey, but. offer him... Uh, his insurance agency might be the JPP the JPP board winner for insurances in Boise. Um, <laughs> oh... The, but yeah uh, it was it was interesting uh, because like he actually has had like a kind of rough time right after